Hey, hey, hey. Hi, guys. What's going on? Welcome to Views from Janessa. We're back. We're back. We're We're excited to uh, chat with you guys again. Um, We have a really, really, really special show today. Yes, we do. We've been having a lot of guests on the show. And I love Um, it. And we have a special guest today, Sandy. Say hi, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy's on the phone. How you guys doing? <laughs> um, so we, as always, are going to start with a quick check-in of what's been happening with with us during the week. What's going on, Mo? Absolutely. Um, this week, this week, this week. Oh, I'll tell one thing. This week I got a raise. Whoa, oh, listen. Okay. Can I hold the coin? <laughs> <laughs> so I got a raise this week. Um, and even then, this is my night job. I'm interning during the morning. Um, as I'm preparing to graduate with my degree. Yes. So I got a raise, and then um, they also said they know I would be leaving, so they said, um, if you want to still work with us part-time or make your own schedule, please let us know because we love having you as a worker. So Look at God. Hallelujah. It was amazing. The Lord is making a way, okay? (laughs) Yes. What else happened? That's it? Um, I mean, God is good always. I mean, <laughs> yeah, chill, chill yes. Yeah. Um, let's see what happened with my week. Uh, this week was really, really awesome. God came through in a mighty way. Um, I signed on two more clients to my Ooh. business. Whoop, whoop. Um, I wasn't expecting that, but it, 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 it happened, and I praise God for it. Um, let's see. Nothing really extravagant outside of that happened. Um, that was pretty cool. So yeah. Anything? Let's see. Uh, Sandy, do you want to do a, a, a check-in? What's How's your week going? You had a good week? Sure, why not? I'll do a quick check-in. <laughs> I actually had a, a terrible week. Oh, right? no. <laughs> More on the funny side, I got, I got lost. I went for a walk okay. after lunch okay. near my office. I had never been to this park, and I just assumed that this park was a, a loop, a circle. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> Five miles into my walking, y'all, mm-hmm. I noticed that I wasn't going back to where I started. So I ended up literally walking for about three and a half hours. <gasps> what? No. Yeah, because I had to walk back. And I had a client at four, so I ended up, you know, one of my appointments, yeah. I had to kind of cancel. I saw my five was five, but my feet, my back. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, it was hard. It was hard. It was yeah. hard. Wait, Sandy, where, where was your phone? I had my phone. I mean, well, it's, it's near my office. It's about two minutes from my office. So I just figured I had some time to kill. Yeah. I just go walk. Oh, and yeah. they, they have maps. I just didn't look at the map because yeah. I just assumed this is a loop. There's no way that this is going to keep going. Right. And five miles in, when I noticed I wasn't getting back to where I started, I, I started getting worried. Yeah. And I noticed from looking at the map that no, this is not a loop. It's oh, going. Wow. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, I'm wearing my hacky pants, yeah. sweater, and <laughs> I don't even have sneakers. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. So my wife, wife was clowning me when I was <laughs> I couldn't walk. Oh, I couldn't walk. Oh, I couldn't walk. What's up? That's messed up. I know. That's how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you a massage. No, you're not going to give me a massage. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm glad you're you're found. No, you were lost, but now you're found. <laughs> Praise yes, the Lord. Indeed. And if you guys didn't know Sunday Move, because I didn't know 
that Sunday moved, but he did move. Where are you now, Sunday? So I moved to uh, Georgia in September. Okay. Okay. And how is it? How different is it? It's really great. Right now I'm in this town. It's called Burnett County where I'm at. It's about in the 70s right now, so the weather is really good. We're jealous and we don't want to talk about it no more. Because we are freezing we out here. Snow yet, by the way. No, I mean Atlanta. Yeah, does, doesn't I mean really. Georgia doesn't really get snow. I, and I think when it does, it like shuts down. Yeah, because they're not used to it. Yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. Man. All right. Um, so we're going to jump into a portion of the show called Cuts from the Culture, where we get tagged in the Shade Room, the Jasmine brand, uh, anything happening in the culture. Uh, we talk about it. And um, I don't really have much. There's only one um, thing that I wanted to discuss. And what it, it was the rapper designer who was at his local church two weeks ago, you know, in worship or whatever. Okay. And obviously... If you know the rapper designer, then you know he's like high energy, you know, crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, himself. And he was in church praising the exact same way. And I think there's had, some people had some issues in the comments. They were like, you know, can he go to church and can he really? worship God and things like that? And it was like, why would you hinder someone from going worshiping church, God, from exactly. going to church one and receiving the word? You never know if that was the day that God might, you know, tap into his heart and, and you know, call him and, and say, you know, start living for me or start rapping for me or whatever the case may be. So why would you try to hinder someone yeah, from worshiping like that? I was just like, OK, yeah. I'm not understanding that. Um Nothing really popped out to me in culture this week. I mean, anything to you? Did anything happen that you... I mean, well, this week was Trayvon Martin's um, yes. birthday. So, yes. you know, he was a big catalyst um, that brought Black Lives Matter to the forefront. Yeah. Um, so we were just celebrating his 24th birthday. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, what it means as we push forward for yeah. Sandra Bland rights. as well. You know, Sandra Bland, you're right yeah. as well. So, you know, that was that was a part of the culture as well this week. Yeah. Um, you know what? This week, Super Bowl happened, right? No, last week. That was last week? Yeah. No, that was Sunday. Oh, you're right. Super Bowl was Sunday. Okay. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. was it was Sunday, right? It was Sunday. Sunday? Yes. Yeah, it was Sunday. It was Sunday. Um, and you know, everybody was like, you know, choosing their side, whether you should have watched, whether you shouldn't have watched, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Um, I did not want to watch, but I was at a program with kids and they had the Super Bowl for the kids or whatever. Um, so we ended I was up watching at work, it. So I didn't watch It was boring. Yeah, I heard it was boring. Did you watch Sunday? I sure did. It, it was definitely <laughs> boring. Yeah. Oh, you're in Atlanta, right? No, he's, yeah, he's in Georgia. Oh. I don't know if you're in Atlanta. I don't know. But there were like two sides. There's a side that says, you know, um, I stand with Cap, so I don't watch. Right. Um, but then there was another side, which was Killer Mike, and he was telling, he was saying, um, he did participate being in a sense that he's huge about the black community and how economically yeah, it how was great it was help. for yeah. businesses yeah, yeah. And black businesses and black owned businesses. So Yeah, that so that part. makes sense. I Killer Mike has a documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched. It's incredible. Really? Um, but there is one episode that I could care less about. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a spiritual standpoint. Okay. I you know, um, I think that's episode two, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I love what he's, he's doing, doing, you know, for the culture and just bringing 
um, black businesses, black yeah. awareness, and I, I loved all of it. He, he actually, they were talking about his wife. Yeah, so, yes, because yes, so that was from the show. Okay. Yes, because okay. his he wanted to buy a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. Yes. And his wife was like, you know what? You can actually invest that two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars in a in a, a rental property. Because Ti had just called him saying that um, they had a rental property open, right. and it was. Kind of the wife who helped him with deciding should he invest or buy the car, right? And so she said invest, and that flipped to like over what six hundred thousand yeah, at three now. Times he said the cost. So get you a sister okay. that don't want a car, get a queen get property. Get a queen. <laughs> get a queen. Um, yeah, so that's really it. Um, as, as I always say, you guys, if there's anything that's happening in the culture, go ahead and tag us views from Janessa on that post and we'll see it and we'll talk about it. All right. Um, you wanted to do, did you know? Cause I need to learn. I need to take notes for black okay. history, you know? So did you know, um, we're doing a, did you know section, especially for black history month, black history month. I just texted to you, right? Yeah. Um, so I did you know this week is meet Jerry Lawson. He's a black genius who gave life to Atari, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, and Xbox. Wow. He designed the first household video game console and cartridges in the 1970s. Wow. So I, I didn't that know was, that I at didn't all. Know that. Did you know that, Sondi? Did not know that. Praise God for him. Okay, wow. you see? So that's why I, we were really pushing for black history to, to know not simply the same Harriet Tubman and yeah. Rosa Parks, but how much we... Contributed. contributed to America yeah. um, even after everything yeah. and still everything how much we're contributing to the culture so yeah. game consoles are huge and game consoles was um, by a black person um, the stoplight the um, sending the trajectory to send someone to the moon was, was the movie Hidden Figures, Hidden Figures yeah. um, what else uh, the GPS system listen I praise God for a GPS you don't okay. understand Sunday was praising God this week for the GPS listen <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> you, listen, you could have used that. You know what I mean? Um, but I've lived Word. in Jersey all my life and I still still in my city yeah. I use the GPS. Know, okay. Crazy, That's how right? bad it is. That's sad to say, but <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Um, so let's get into the conversation yes. this week, Monique. What are we talking about? Okay, so this whole month, what you guys know, we're we're focusing on interpersonal relationships and you know last week we started off as um just getting to know yourself as an individual first and until you are a whole and healthy individual um we don't push you to start um as much interpersonal relationships with others because we want it to grow in a healthy way mm -hmm. um so we do have our special guest sondi who does social work who is a true love weight advocate um and and was just very open about a lot of things that could help us as now we're moving into um marriages and friendship from a male perspective and mm -hmm. marriage and the healthiness of that um as we're moving towards a which we addressed in the first episode of 50 percent divorce rate it's so much that we need to learn yeah yeah and um and that we we may not know you know we're constantly bombarded with information and images about relationships i know me i learned a lot from tv where they're like oh you're 16 years old so now's the time to go on a date um and and yeah. i learned that from just tv shows just growing up mm -hmm. and and i didn't have this conversation where someone is telling me you know steps to being healthy and moving in that 
direction. It was just you like someone, they like you, go to the movies and talk on the phone. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to just teach you guys and help you guys learn things. Just because it's normalized in our society doesn't mean it doesn't have negative effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't, and I don't want you guys to think healthy means a person is perfect. You know, I believe that healthy mean they're progressive mm-hmm. in becoming and improving. Yeah. So um, that's what we wanted to kind of start to talk about. And Sandy doesn't know this, but I'm going to um, say this. And, and, and the reason why I truly wanted Sandy on the show was I'll never forget one moment about Sandy that stood out to me was we were having a revival. Uh-oh. <laughs> we were having a revival and I was an usher um, at the front door and I was ushering with another girl. And Sunday walked in, and he walked in with the X shirts. Do you remember the X shirts at the time? X? Yeah. No? What do you mean? So it would be like X-Slave. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, different things. And Sunday walked in with an X shirt at that time. And what I always loved about you was that you were so, I think, transparent and open and broken. Um, And it was something we weren't used to. Yeah. Um, And it was something that I appreciated, especially seeing it in a male um, that I didn't normally see. And I was like, wow, he's just so bold you know who takes um i guess take their past and kind of like shines a light on it yeah, yeah, yeah. and and shines it for christ um so my first question for you as just an individual um how did how were you able to get to that place of just being broken and transparent and open yeah, that, that, that's a good question, and I, I'm actually shocked you remember that. <laughs> Why? Really? <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I'll say this, because one of the things that I even till this day I still find myself wrestling with is the importance of continuing to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And it took a while. It, it took a while primarily because I, I think there's a big, tendency to want to hide and to not want to be seen, to want to be perceived as being perfect and having it all together. Yeah. And being from a, a Haitian household, mm-hmm. that's what we do, Absolutely. you know, like, it's like a fit like I like, you know, uh-huh. don't tell people what's going on in Absolutely. the house. And I think one of the things that I started realizing was like, wow, this, that's so much, it's almost I'm, I'm in bondage. Mm. Um, when I'm trying to put on this, per, you know, perception of me that's not true, that's not accurate. And I really noticed God can't work mm. or, you know, God can't say, let me patch your wound if, if I'm over here pretending that I'm healed even though I'm leaving. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on, preach here, Sandy. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I think that's kind of like where it started for me in the sense that, wow, I can't experience true freedom and healing if I don't let myself really confess to the Lord, like, hey, I'm broken. Um, here are the things that I'm struggling with, and here are the things that I need help with. And I kind of really started the journey. And it's, I mean, I'll be honest, this is a journey that till this day Absolutely. I'm still pushing forward, and I'm still doing my best to be as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really, to me, that's where it started, and that's kind of why I encourage folks to, to consider it in the sense that, hey, you can't start experiencing freedom. The Bible kind of says, bring everything that's in the darkness to light. So if it's in the right. darkness, it's going to thrive. Mm-hmm. It's just going to keep growing. But once you bring it to light, you know, then Christ can work with it. So I think that's really where it started. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I totally can uh, test and agree with bringing things to the light because then the enemy can't use it against you. You know what I mean? He can't say, hey, you know, you should be ashamed of this. You should be ashamed of that. No, I already brought that to Christ and we're working on that. So you can't use that against me. It's not something that uh, you can have other people come and blackmail me about because I brought it out into the light and the Lord is is at work um, in me. So, yeah, definitely. And And, and I'll even be more transparent in the sense of I, I, I'm not sure which shirt um, I'm referencing. I'll be wearing. I don't know if it was the ex masturbated shirt or if it was the ex fornicated. I don't know what shirt, but I, I'm you had. A, I feel like you had a few. Yeah. It was a few. <laughs> okay. I, I think I had a few. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that I noticed um, masturbation, which is a taboo topic, people mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it. That's something that in, in my early life, I wrestled with it. And one thing I realized, the more that I try to hide it, the more it was hard to, yeah. to really let it go. Sure. Once I started confessing and kind of having, you know, brothers around me who held me accountable, guess mm-hmm. yeah. what? It kind of became a thing of the past. Yeah. So I think that's just one of the things that's helpful as well. When we're transparent, mm-hmm. other believers who care and, and love us can really then hold us accountable and help us walk the walk. Yeah, accountability is huge. Like putting things out in the open. Again, the enemy can't use that against you and say that you're alone and you can't fight this. I can because my sister knows Mm -hmm. that I struggle with this. My brother knows that I struggle with this. And they can call me and say, you know, might be at, you know, eight, nine o'clock might be my struggle point. And Mo can call me at eight, nine o'clock. Hey, what you doing? You know, let's watch a show together while we're on the phone so I can make sure that you're okay during this time. You know what I mean? Um, So definitely accountability is huge getting friends that are not pushing you towards those things but helping you fight against them um is a really great thing um so sunny i do have a a question because i think it's very taboo um as well to be vulnerable and then vulnerable with brothers um that you were able to be vulnerable with brothers about this the struggles that you're going through how how did you get to that point because i think like you're saying earlier in your life you're struggling and, and we may have listeners, you know, that are younger, they're teenagers, they're struggling as well. How do they get to this point of being okay with being vulnerable with other males where society-wise it may not be as uh, acceptable or yeah. just the norm, you know? How are you able to navigate that? Yeah, I, I, I would say one of the things I realized earlier on growing up was that I didn't have a a father who modeled Christ in my life. Um, you know, I grew up and, and my father was, you know, is, I should say. We, we don't have the best relationship, but I, he wasn't a good model of, of godliness for me. And once I started knowing and learning about the Lord, it, it kind of almost became apparent to kind of say, I, I can't try to rely on my earthly father to kind of lead me. Mm-hmm. I really started craving, I, I, I was like, well, I started really craving, like, I want to find some men who's after God's heart that I can kind of model and mm-hmm. I, that I can kind of find to hold me accountable. So one of the things that I started learning was when I would share, guys would, oh, word? No, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow, okay. Um, it's almost as if 
the other, we're, as men, we're waiting for the other person to kind of open that door. Yeah. Really, not even open it, to crack it open, and we're just going to kick it open to kind of <laughs> say, oh, yeah. This, this is what's going on with me, too. I am struggling with this. I am struggling with that. Mm-hmm. So what happened earlier on, when I would open up and kind of say what what I was going through, many of the guys I would talk to, one, they were godly men, and two, they were able to relate and not shun me or shame, mm-hmm. shame me. They, they more so encouraged me and kind of lift me up. And I really think that's really where it started. One, coming from a place where once I started learning about the Lord, I kind of, it became very apparent to me, I don't have a father who's a godly example. Mm-hmm. I got to find that somewhere else. And when I did find it, um, it was almost, it was a blessing. Because mm-hmm. most, if not all of us men, we can relate to most of the temptations that a young brother, if, you know, any young guys who come to me, I'm like, oh, wow, I, I've seen that, or I've, I've I've been there before, so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of once it was said, I cracked open the door. Most of the men was helpful, mm-hmm. but in the same token, notice I mentioned godly men. Right. So I think and that was going to be my question: yeah. was if someone's coming in, or or there's a young person, how do I spot a godly man? How do I know? Because anyone could be in church or outside of church. How do I know this is a godly man that I could, you know, be transparent with? Yeah, I, I, I think for, for, for one, um, I would highly recommend paying attention to, and the Bible talks about how you'll know a tree by its fruit, mm-hmm. paying attention to the fruit of these men as far as how do they treat their wives, how do they treat other brothers around them, um, how do they treat authority or leadership. Those things, to me, they're, I find they're helpful in trying to determine, hey, is this someone that I can trust? As far as prayer, because I, I was going to say prayer as well, just mm-hmm. asking the Lord, hey, can, can you can you help me find someone or a godly person that can be somewhat, somewhat of a mentor? I know you guys, the first podcast you guys did, you guys did it on mentorship, but that's one of the things that I would pray. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I, I went and I listened. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I, I would say that paying attention to, to how really this person treats their, their wives, their family members, how they treat folks around them, and importantly, how they treat authority. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to say, how did... Um, your males in your life or, or who you consider friends, how did they help in regards to your, when you were single? Yeah. In your single walk, how were they helpful for you? And then tra- I guess transitioning to... To dating. To dating yeah. and then to marriage. Or courting. I don't know which term y'all want to use. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, how are they helpful for well, you? I, one of the, to me, the, the best way that they help me was to really not even making it a, a goal to always talk to me about relationships. Okay. Really how they helped me was really making it a goal to talk, you know, to talk about Christ and to talk about what it means to be a, a follower of Christ, what it means to be a disciple and what it means to be a servant of Christ mm-hmm. and not making 
okay, we, we want to train you for a relationship yeah. as the primary goal. And I think that really helped me because going into relationship, it was more, this is for Christ. You're going in to be a servant, not to be served. And that spiritual maturity process was so, honestly, it was so critical mm -hmm. to being able to, again, address or even go into a relationship. Many people can go into relationships, I, I think. And many do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we had a place in time where you can just, I don't know, you can just go online and just, you can create a relationship. <laughs> right. But I think not, not the least who can maintain a healthy relationship. And I think being spiritually grounded, if anything, it, it gave me that foundation to be able to maintain a healthy relationship. And that's not saying going into my, when this was a relationship the first time that everything was rosy. Yeah. But the profession in, in social work, did that help at all? Help with relationships? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> Explain. Yes and no. Okay. okay. Because I think in my profession or in, in doing therapy, one of the things that you learn is you want to know about, well, what, what does the patient or the client, what do they want, what do they need. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, if you, I don't see couples, so, but occasionally I'll see someone who they're doing couples work. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I were seeing couples and someone comes to me for a session, it would mainly be about, hey, do you care about this relationship? Do you want to stay? Mm -hmm. Sometimes folks will come in and say, no, I, I, I'm only coming because he wants me to come. Well, I'm only coming because he wants because he wants me to come. Mm -hmm. So at some level, you know, as a therapist, you learn to kind of meet the patient where they are. Yeah. So if they're at the place where they don't want the relationship, then mm -hmm. you kind of have to work with them yeah. on that process. And if they want it to work, then sure you can do some work. So in the sense, social work did help me as far as okay, here's some things about communication. Yeah. Um, here's some things on how to do that, but the heart, mm -hmm. oh, man, the heart is just a beast. And, and I guess I get, I asked that question because I feel like me going to counseling did help me. Um, not in a sense of relational, but interpersonal relationships because it would okay. talk about communication because it would talk about 
confession and a lot of things I, I feel like I learned it brought scripture even more um, understanding it more what, yeah, yeah it made it made me see um how interpersonal relationships in Christ was kind of teaching it even when he's talking about confessions and how we need those type of things yeah. um I I was better to listen he's talking about communication skills mm-hmm. in the word um so I feel like it really did kind of he's talking about renewing the mind uh, which we which we do when we're when we're picking our theoretical orientation I it, Don't be busting out of sorry, here with these sorry. big words like we talk we, <laughs> um, like we know what you're talking about. So so I guess for me counseling helped me a lot because I used to be confused because some people would say you need just you need Christ and mm-hmm. when you have Christ it'll be okay. But then we would have so many in Christ struggling right with these with communication skills, you know, with um giving a gentle answer with how you treat people, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm not saying the word, the word has it there, but it was kind of like they were missing it. Um, so that's, that was the thing where I was saying, did the profession uh, help at all? Oh, well, well, oh, good. Cause I, I just figured you guys were asking, you were asking it from the perspective of me being a, a therapist. Mm-hmm. I was, so I've been to therapy. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about this. <laughs> Come on here. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, 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 let me, I, I, I guess I kind of have to give you some context. Okay. I grew up with a father who was very verbally abusive okay. and very emotionally distant. Okay. And I, for a long time, I harbored a lot of hatred. I harbored a lot of this feeling that I'm going to, hurt you first before you hurt me or I'm not going to let you win to a position where you could hurt me. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I think that came from the place where my father or my parent, who's supposed to be on my side, in my my corner, always protecting me, Mm -hmm. keeps failing me. Mm -hmm. So I just put that wall to kind of say, no one's going to fail me again ever. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to rely on myself completely. And even in relationships, I'm not going to give you any room to yeah. get close enough to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And to the point where I I never wanted folks to celebrate my birthday. It, it was mm-hmm. it was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I got into my when I well with my wife and I when we started dating, yeah. one of the things that became apparent was how I was giving her a constant wall. And how I didn't know how to communicate and express what was going on with me internally. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to literally tell her why I was acting the way I was acting. So I became very, very frustrated. We ended up kind of, you know, I told her we kind of want the relationship. And I remember seeing my father one day. He didn't, he didn't know that I saw him. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I'm going to say this out loud. This is probably the first time he's going to go out, but. I remember seeing him on Main Street, and I was like, oh, he's on Main Street. And I was like, I was driving at that time, and I was like, yeah, I could run this dude with a car right now. Yeah. That's how angry and yeah, how bitter I was. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I think I need to sit with someone mm-hmm. and start really processing some of this stuff. So yeah. I, I went to Christian counseling. I went to just regular counseling. counseling. Mm-hmm. And it really, really helped me to really get to a place of forgiveness and to say, I was hurt. Yeah. As a guy, it's hard to say, I was yeah. hurt, and yes. it hurt me, and 
just doesn't feel good. And it, it was just being in a place where I was being honest with myself and saying not having my father there to love me and to care for me really hurt me. Mm. And being able to sit there and, and process that and, and mourn that, that's a loss, mourn that, Lord, mm-hmm. and come back to a place and say, I'm going to forgive him. I'm going to let him go, and I'm not going to use that to say, I'm not going to let everybody in. I can still let everybody in yeah. and let them know who I am. So counseling for me, and that mm-hmm. really broke that that barrier, that wall that I kept putting up to make sure people can hurt me, they're not going to hurt me. And honestly, at this point, after going through all that, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, can, can people really, really hurt, hurt me? Sure. But I think more often than not, people haven't hurt me. I mean, there, there's some instances where they do, but I think 99, well, 90% of the time they're not out there to hurt me. And I think mm-hmm. I was living in a lot of fear that I was going to get hurt, that I was going to hurt. If I get vulnerable, I'm going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. If I tell people what's really happening with me, I'm going to get hurt. If I let people too close, I'm going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So my wife took the brunt of that, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But she's good now. <laughs> Praise yeah. God it's for not, some change. It's not roses, you know. It's yeah. not like all peaches and roses we've all been through, you know. Yeah. But it was really yeah. big of you to, you know, even want to think to yourself, hey, wait a minute, like I could probably talk to someone about it because oftentimes what happens is that most people don't. They don't. Most people keep that and they repeat the cycle of you technically kind of become the thing that you, you hate that you hated because yeah. you said that you were you know he was emotionally distant and here you are building a wall you know yeah. being emotionally distant, distant from someone who wants to love you you yeah. know so in a sense you start exactly. to read to to continue the cycle the but cycle. um by the grace of god you had the the the, the yeah. idea or the mindset to say hey let me talk to somebody and break this thing Absolutely. um so yeah um so i assumed obviously you dated prior to salvation and prior to your wife, um, how different was it mentally and spiritually wise dating her yeah. versus those prior? Can, can you say that again? Um, that I'm assuming you're dating, you dated prior to being saved, you know, and how different was it after, you know, you're getting male counsel about mm-hmm. being a godly man and meeting your wife, how different was it dating to you, dating before salvation and then after? Here's another news flash for you guys. <laughs> Come uh, on. I probably didn't have I, I didn't have my first girlfriend until until I graduated college. Okay. Did you have okay? Okay. All right. Did you all right, Sunday? Did you not have your first girlfriend? But did you have friends? Um. No. No. no honestly, okay. I, I can't. I came from that mold where school was such a high priority, and okay. I'm just gonna devote time to school. Yeah. Now there, there were girls that liked me in like school, you. and yeah. I was just so focused for some reason okay. that you know I, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't find myself chasing Girl, girlfriend okay. or even yeah, I, I didn't do that. Okay. Yeah, so no, I, I, yeah. I didn't have a. A girlfriend prior to being saved. Okay. I've had a total of two girlfriends. Okay. Quote unquote, I, I guess one and then my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, a, a lot of people just, I think, when they saw me or, and, and, I, and this is more, again, to go a little bit into my past, I, when I would visit my family in Haiti and then they would ask me, hey, you know, how many girlfriends do you have? And I'd say, none. They go with, if I could stop all, you know, if I could stop all. And that used to drive me insane yeah. because there was this pattern that they just Thought, you were continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How and I would just say, yeah, well, yeah, I would just no. say that. Yeah, like. No, but it's, it's just understood. Yeah. If your father is like this, or if your father was like that, That's then true. you're going to take up after him. Yeah. I think that really played a role into, you know what? Let me, let me focus on these things that I think is important right now. Yeah. I'll get that when I get to it. I think that really made it or probably subconsciously that was in my mind as far as, you know what, you can't go out there jumping from girls to girls and being a womanizer. Especially being a believer at that point. You know, I was in college, I was really seeking after God. Yeah. So what what are you... I'm sorry, Monique, that that question, (laughs) I didn't answer it. No, it's fine. So, um, okay, so in dating your now wife, Right. What were some of the key um, principles or, you know, how did you go about that? That makes sense. Yeah, that that, that, that makes sense. When I I saw my wife or when I noticed her, then one of the things that I did back then was, and I think that might be a personality thing, Mm -hmm. I took... I was almost like a detective. I took time. <laughs> yeah, here researching. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is she saying real? <laughs> I did. I did. I, I took time to be around where she was just to kind of get a sense of what she was like. I took time to talk to other people who knew her. Mm-hmm. I took time to just have regular conversations with her. It wasn't a matter of I saw her and say and went quick into I'm gonna kick it to her mode. Yeah. It, I don't even know if you'll use that word anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It was more about a I at that and I told I tell her this all the time that at that time I'm I'm looking through her Facebook. I'm looking mainly for the kind of pictures she's posting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sound weird. But it was important to me that you get to know. Decency, right, decency was important. This wasn't mm-hmm. somebody who was just on Facebook with their tongue out. And, yeah. You know, they <laughs> Being inappropriate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I looked at that. I paid attention to that. And I think for a period of a good maybe like a good two months I mean we would talk yeah. but it wasn't a it was just regular conversation. Yeah. That's really how it started. And once we kind of started, as far as talking a little bit, I thought that it was important that I didn't do this or we didn't do anything outside of her folks knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I didn't want to be the kind of guy where, you know, you know, I have a girl, I mean, I have a boyfriend, and they're like, well, where's the boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. The secretive. I thing, thought it yeah. was important yeah. for our folks to at least know, hey, this, this is the guy or this is the person that I'm talking to from an account. Yeah, accountability yeah. Accountability. I think that's helpful. And I also picture as a father, I would want, I would yeah. want the guy who's gonna 
mistake my daughter is going to say. Exactly. I, I want to know. I want to know. I want to meet the guy. Yeah. I want to shake so, your hand, look you in I the think, eye, threaten you a little bit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, vice versa. And when we did that, I, earlier on, I was very rigid. And this was probably coming from a place of, again, there was a lot of stuff that I was still holding on. I wanted to appear perfect. Yeah. And so we, 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 we did that. I think we absolutely took a page from, you know, True Love Weight, being that I had done True Love Weight, she had done True Love Weight. Yeah. That was a big priority for us that we kept our relationship sacred and you know, have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. So we would talk about that. But in the same breath, there were instances where, and that's just to be honest, that when you are two folks who's in a relationship, there's just certain things we started to say, you know, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, those car trips, and if I we go out, you can't stand my car. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, so it was just being, being able to just talk about those things and say, hey, you know, for the sake of your holiness and my holiness and, and keeping God, um, you know, in the middle of this, mm-hmm. we got to do these things differently. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say, and I don't know if this is for everyone, but at least that's mm-hmm. what I experienced in that relationship. There were times when we did that well. We were able to keep the boundaries, you know, very, very clear. Yeah. There were times, you know, that the boundaries started to get blurred. Yeah. And I think that's something to, in any relationship, to be very mindful of. And when the boundaries got blurred, I think one of the good things that happens, when, I guess when you're dating someone who's a who's a face, the times when I was trying to justify the boundaries being blurred, she's like, nah, bro, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, not happening. So you true. go and, home. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah. And the time she was trying to blur the boundaries, I'm like, no more shit. Nah, no. <laughs> so true. Get out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that helped being with someone, you okay. know, in that case, who, yeah. not just who was a faith, but who, who loved the Lord, and we were both trying to honor God in our relationship. So I think those are things earlier on that we, we strive for and that we did. And we broke up, I mean, I did say we broke up at one point and then we got back together and it was the same thing as far as um, honoring those things. When the lines get blurred, one of us is always there to say, mm-hmm, you know, we're going to do this differently or we're going to do that or you're going to leave. So, yeah. Okay. I do, have, I do have one question. I was listening to Cornelius yeah, one of his sermons, and it was talking about it's complicated relationship uh, uh, series, series right yeah. now, and um, he's just talking about the state of where we are right now, and he's stationed in Georgia, and he does a lot of counseling, and he was saying how a lot of times we, they, a lot of people get into dating um, without, I guess, having a direction or what are we doing? You know, it's kind of been up in the air, and and we talked about it as well with just our friends and stuff, and a lot of us have fell into that trap as well, like just not knowing, okay, are we friends? Are we more than friends? Are we are dating or, and not kind of understanding the intent behind getting closer? Um, how long did it take for you to, I guess, reveal whether it's to your now wife, like this is what I'm 
this is my intent of trying to get close to you? Oh, these questions are heated. <laughs> right. These questions are getting heated. Um, I, so, again, this may not be the, no. I would hope most men would go about it that way, but one of the things that, again, going back to being with godly men and, and men who poured into my life and talked about the importance of being a man of God, mm-hmm. when I went and I approached my now wife, I had, had, had my, I had a job. I, I was already, I was working at Rutgers. I was already in my field. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I was super, super financially good, but I was in a place where I felt, you know what, I, I can kind of provide for, for a family right now. I was in a place where I was living on my own, and I went in not hiding my card. I went in. I laid my cards on the table. I didn't feel there was any reason to hide and to be fearful of, I don't want to show my cards. I, I was like, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to lay my cards. Either she'll throw all my, you know, all the decks on the ground or she'll she'll look at the cards and say, all right, I'm going to think about it. Mm-hmm. So going in, I, I didn't hide. I didn't try to pretend mm-hmm. or try to take a form of, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be your friend. No, I, was, I went in straight. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to. On a bag, you know? <laughs> okay. Not like that, but I'm trying to make you wifey. I'm, I'm going into this with the intention that I want to be with you yeah. for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going in here trying to test the water. I'm mm-hmm. not going in here to see if maybe it's this for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I just went in with the intention of I'm gonna show you. I do. You're it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. I'm not playing any games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my mind, I, I like to go through processes. So it, I, from the conversation that we're having, it was, I'm interested in this young, young lady. She, you know, she piques my interest. I get to know her. I do my investigating, you, my, you know, yeah. I, I ask about research. her. I do my research, you know, I, I pay it a little bit more attention to her. To um, and like. then you're like, okay, I'm a did you pray about it? You know, I'm assuming. Um, and then you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it, Lord, you know? And then you laid your cards on the table. Does that sound pretty much like what it was? Pretty much, pretty much. And not, not to, because I didn't have this, but there were instances where I did the same. I laid the cards on the table and the young lady says, oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And I'm glad that they did. Exactly. Yeah. When you look back, you're glad about it. Yeah. Yeah, with not going around the corner and mm-hmm. pretending. Wasting you're time. wasting people's time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're wasting people's time, absolutely. Okay, I did I did have a question. Um, I tend to see, like, even in our culture, a lot of times that um, people tend to drop, like, their friends sometimes mm. when they get into Talk relationships. Talk about it, okay, this right? is my section here. <laughs> um, and and then it, sometimes the relationship goes south, and then now they want to be back, back in the crew. Friends and yeah. in the crew all the time. Um, were you able, how were you able, or were you able to manage your friends as you went through dating and marriage? Or is it something like, you know, I'm still kind of working on this? Like, how was that for you? Yeah, what's the dynamic there? With your friendships. With yeah. yeah. So maintaining your friends while yeah. you're in a relationship. Yeah. 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 Were you able to do that or how? Okay. For, and, and this is from a male's perspective. Yeah. I, I found at least with me, I, I can't say that I have that many 
upfront for sure. And there are some, some of my friends, like, um, you know, all and B fans, but, you know, Bernard is just probably one of my closest friends. The people, the, the closest friends, someone like, like Bernard, he was there, you know, throughout, throughout it all, the good, the bad, the, the ugly, mm-hmm. and different. And I think over time in life, there's just some friends that our, our relationship did change, but I don't think it was because of, I was with my wife or I was with my girlfriend then. I think some relationships just change. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't, they're not friends anymore, but it's it just, the, the, the nature of the relationship changed. So yeah. now that I'm married, I think one of the things that I wrestle with now, my brother who's in Boston, we used to talk very, very often. Yeah. But after being married, oftentimes our conversation is, is it's hard to relate to him because he's not married. Yeah. The things that he wants to talk about, it's almost like, um, I'm done with those things. <laughs> kind of... I'm, I'm thinking about having kids now, bro. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if we can talk about. So, yes, he's still my brother, and the relationship is still there. But I think the Dynamic. the way the the yeah the con the relationship changed, mm-hmm. but yeah. we haven't stopped being friends, or we haven't stopped being brothers. Mm-hmm. And I think that can happen in, in some relationships, and that if we're not after the same thing, or if we're not in that same category, it can be hard to relate sometimes. Mm-hmm. So some of the things we talk about may change or how long we talk may change because it kind of becomes hard to relate when we don't have that much in common at that time. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I noticed. With some of my friends, we still kept that tightness. Like, we were close. Right. And some other friends, we still friends, but we're not right. as frequently as we used to talk and as frequently as we used to hang out. We're not hanging out like that anymore. So, for some friends of mine, when I was when I didn't have a girlfriend, and there were times when it was like, "Hey, you know, let, let's go to let's go to a party, a college party, or something like that." Mm-hmm. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, let, let's do it." But once and now that's changed. Started, yeah, yeah, that, that's changed. You can't call me now and say, Let, "Let's go have let's go to a party." Yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah. I have a different schedule. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But are you intentional about um, keeping? the 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 friendships like you like you were saying with bernie or bernard <laughs> um uh are you intentional about that like you like you know what i haven't spoken to him in of the week like let me carve out that 30 minute or whatever the case may be let me find out how he's doing or yeah, whatever like, the case may be i remember i think evno having time where just married men they would go out and they would go eat or have yeah. time like boys nights or whatever like that so, so that's what you guys call him? You guys call him Bernie? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we do. <laughs> okay. No, well, very, I mean, we're, we're intentional. Well, defense is a little bit different. He, mm-hmm. he was my best man, you know, so we, we yeah. talk almost on the regular. But I think back in New Jersey, while I was in Shiloh, mm-hmm. Pastor Tima was, him and his wife, they were a, a couple who, Often, not often, but every now and then, they would invite us over. Mm-hmm. Couple of married, couple of married folks like come over. Sometimes it's just me and my wife. We'll go. I love Labui, so if he makes Labui or if they make Labui, really, Sunday Labui of all things. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, yeah, I got some Labui feet. Pop it up. We know how to trap Sunday now. You know what yo. to do, right? <laughs> 
wrap it up. <laughs> and then there, before I left, there, there was this one brother that I, I, I made it a goal of mine to just spend time with him. Mm-hmm. And so whether it was calling him or texting him and occasionally just, hey, let's, let's, let's go to lunch, you know, let's go talk. Yeah. And unfortunately, it just so happened that I had to move here, but yeah. he was one of the guys. He wasn't married, but he was someone that, you know, more going towards the mentorship area, so yeah, okay. checking yeah. in on him. Mm-hmm. But my friends, close, close friends, it's almost hard to, to not talk to them because, you know, we, we, we're online most of the time. You know, if, if I don't talk to them over the phone, more likely I'll talk to them online because yeah. okay. we game. Most of us, we kind of game together. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll get each other in the game and just chop, you know, chop it up. Yeah. So, yes. But my brother, we talk not at that same intensity and frequency because this is some stuff we used to talk about. We can't talk about them anymore. Yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Okay. But we just want to thank you, Sandy. It was an amazing, amazing time that we have with you today and like oh you 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 went beyond even my expectations how much you opened up you shared yeah absolutely. Um, and i think this will be great for all of our listeners just to learn especially in regards to just healthiness um yeah. and we 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 thank you thank you know you especially that. um we ha- so, did i tell you we have a lot of male listeners I get oh, a lot know. of guys that are like, yo, your show is dope. So no, <laughs> shout out to you guys. I thought it would be the girls, but I, I hopefully this really helped the brothers out a little bit. Um, yeah. So Sandy, thank you. Thank you so much for carving time for us today. Um, and if you would please uh, close us out in, uh, before we close out in a prayer, um, of course, let me do my my quick ads. Please okay. listen to <laughs> Views from Janessa on Saturdays, 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Olivier, also on iTunes Podcast and on SoundCloud. Views from Janessa, as always, we're on Instagram and Facebook. So tag us, add us, follow us, and all that cool stuff. Sandy, would you pray us out, please? Just before I... I mm-hmm. Can I just add one tiny bit of things? Go. <laughs> go, go, go. So because I think one of the things that's helpful, and not just for men, but I think for women as well, mm-hmm. there's, there might be this misconception that marriage will or can fix yeah. blood issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just say, deal with those things before. Absolutely. You know, marriage is not going to fix. If you got problems watching porn or if you got problems um, masturbating, if you got problems, looking at girls' booty, that's that, you know, or looking at guys or what what have you, those things marriage don't fix them. Right. So yeah. I, I kind of wanted to add that sometimes people can go into marriage thinking, yeah. well, once I'm married, I won't do that anymore. Well, not really. Once yeah. you're married, you'll just find a new way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So just, yeah. just something I wanted to add. But I, I can definitely first out. thank you guys for having me. No problem. All right, so let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we, we're grateful. We're thankful for your grace, your kindness, and your mercy. Thank you for, for loving us, Father, in ways that we, we can never imagine. Your, your grace, your mercy, they are unsearchable. At this moment, we want to thank you for this podcast. We want to thank you for Monique and Sherelle. And, and Lord, we want to lift those who will be listening to this. And Lord, we just pray that you may speak to their heart if they're struggling or if they have any questions that are unanswered, we just pray that you may speak through them, through our words, through our discussion, through our moments this morning. 
we ask that you'll continue to bless this podcast, continue to um, bring speakers, continue to amplify um, and bring in more listeners. We thank you. We honor you. We pray you, not because we are worthy. We, we pray for the men and the women who will be listening to this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We love you guys. Thank you for listening and see you. Next Talk to week. you next week. Bye.